Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Imagine surrounding yourself with incredible women, women who've overcome challenges, they've rebounded after failures and disappointments, and women who are not afraid to shine their brilliance to make a mark in the world. These women support other like-minded women because they know there is plenty of opportunity for everyone and that together we really can make a difference, grow our businesses while have fun along the way. This is what Women in Leadership Podcast is all about. Welcome, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Grab a cover of your favourite beverage, pull up a chair and let's get this conversation started. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast. Now, my guest today says this, the future of leadership is not about old-fashioned validations of success. No, it's not. It's about growing your impact with a focus of a bigger purpose beyond yourself, backed by the capabilities to match. Joining me on today's show is Vanessa Gavin. Vanessa, she is an entrepreneur, a commercial advisor, and a psychologist who has spent the last 20 years transforming a range of leading international organizations as well as the leaders within them seeking progressive solutions. Now in 20, uh, 2001 she founded Maximus to bring a stronger leadership offering to the market. Now Vanessa she is an advocate for the critical the criticality of strong leadership and legacy having witnessed the impact of great leadership as well as the absence of it. And she believes that leadership is both a privilege as well as a responsibility and that connecting personal purpose with a compelling future-focused organisation vision leads to the creation of visionary companies. Now on today's show, she's going to talk about purpose, she's going to talk about reality, and she's also going to talk about stretch. So uh, let's welcome Vanessa to the show. Welcome. Hi, Marie. Thanks very much for having me. I loved what uh, we shared about you, a little bit about you and the vision that you have when it comes to leadership and then obviously through working with incredible leaders, uh, seeing how, you know, they just shone and obviously lessons that we can certainly learn in not so good leadership. And that's kind of led you now to, uh, to supporting other leaders in their business through Maximus. If I could ask, um, you know, you one question before we dive into to, uh, what you want to share a little bit more about today. We learn a lot from what we see, what we observe, what we experience. Would there be kind of one major lesson when it comes to leadership that kind of guides you, is, is the lens through which you look at opportunities and things like that when it comes to your own leadership? What would that be? Is there one major lesson that you've learned along the way? One of the most important lessons I've learned along the way, and I think, you know, this is really important, I think, for young emerging female leaders is, you know, we all have fears and we all have doubts. And I think about many of the inflection points over the course of my career, 
right from early roles through to starting Maximus through to, you know, doubts you had maybe when I first had a family. And I think we, we all have those doubts and we all have those questions that come in our minds. But the lesson I think that's really important to capture is even though you feel the fear or, or you ask the questions of yourself, have the courage to step in and stretch and, and move forward anyway. And so I think it's doing the work to know that your purpose is strong enough so that when those doubts or questions come in, that you do stretch yourself and take on that challenge with a level of courage. So that would be something I continuously am reflecting on. Am I doing enough of that? Am I stretching myself enough? Yeah, I love that. One of the reasons why I thought this would be a great question to ask you uh, beautifully segues into some of the other things we want to talk about. But so often as women, we look at other women who we, we admire. We see them doing great things, the projects and the teams that they're leading, the business growth and so forth. And we think when I'm, I'll be re when I'm ready, when I've done this next course, when I've done this next training, when I've done whatever it is, then I'll be able to see some of those results. But what I often hear and, and, and kind of what I hear you say too, often there are times where you don't have all the answers, you do not feel prepared, but you're doing it anyway. You have the courage to go, you know what, I'm going to give it my best and I can learn and adapt and grow along the way. And once we realise that, oh, okay, um, we're not waiting, you know, we're often waiting till we feel ready. And let's face it, we don't actually always feel ready, particularly when we talk about stretch, don't we? Absolutely. I think you never feel perfectly ready for most things. And the conditions are such that they're always changing. And that is the reality of today's business environment. So I think if we've always got that hesitancy and we're always waiting, then we actually never fully lean into the stretch. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the thing that I really try and focus on in the work that I'm doing with, with male and female leaders, because, you know, it, it's prevalent in both male and female leaders, you know, is to really frame up that sense of purpose. What do you really want to influence over the long haul in your work life, in your personal life? Let's be very clear about the impact that you want to have. And then that almost becomes that galvanizing driver to then say, okay, well, if I don't feel quite ready, what do I need to learn? What do I need to acquire to kind of help me feel more prepared that I can still step into that stretch? And take agency over how that stretch might work for you. Yeah, I love that. And of course, we're going to talk about purpose and you've already beautifully uh, shared some insights into that. But one of the things that you say, it is really important to have a clear sense of personal purpose that really does translate into that bigger, bolder, courageous aspiration in your work and in your life. In the work that you've done, and maybe this is something that you did yourself many, many years ago, when we look at purpose, and when you're working with a particular client, is, is purpose something that they often have gotten clarity around? Or do you find that often when people are unclear and uncertain, it's because they haven't really defined, well, what is my purpose? They don't have that one thing that they're galvanised and working towards and that central focus. What do you, what most, have you think? Yeah, most leaders that I'm working with, don't start with a fully evolved sense of purpose. And in fact, if I, you know, just put myself into the frame, I think I almost tripped over my sense of purpose in as I emerged um, with the business. So our, our purpose as an organisation is to shape the leaders who create the future. 
but my purpose is very much centered around giving people experiences that give them disproportionate growth. And that works whether it's my children, whether it's our family, whether it's the leaders and the executives that I'm working with, I wanna know that they've had these phenomenal experiences that really stretch them in different ways. So, and, and obviously there's a, a lot more to it, but in a simple sense, that that's really what I focus on. So if I then think to the leaders that I'm working with, Often they come in and the purpose is focused on a particular time in that business, but it's not holistic. It's not about what they want to influence on a bigger spectrum. It doesn't have that longer, you know, say 10-year horizon. So that's a lot of the work that we're trying to do, get them to have it longer range, more holistic, bigger, bolder ambition, um, ask for something more of themselves, with it, which is where that stretch really comes in. Yes, I love that. You know what's interesting, and if people have missed that, you said that the purpose that you have is in within a business sense, a professional sense, and it also is in a personal sense. And I'd imagine that when you've really identified what that is for you and you recognise that it shows up no matter what situation that you're in, often when we feel a little bit disjointed or pulled in different directions, it may be because we haven't really truly clarified what that purpose Purpose is what would be something that you would suggest someone do if they have heard what you've just said and said well Vanessa if I'm really honest with myself I don't have yet that clear sense of purpose what would be some things you'd encourage them to consider to ponder over to enable them to move towards clarity going out to legacy and starting to think about legacy so and I know it's a slightly morbid concept but when it's all said and done and you're looking back on the impact that one has had in their life what do they want to be known for what do they want people to be feeling and thinking and saying about the contribution that they've made and that's why it is important that it is at a human level with the people that they're connected with community family children but it's also the people that they've had impact on over the course of their career and the things that they've influenced with the remit that they've had and the ability of that remit to kind of I guess pay it forward pay it forward into that organization and its future steward the organization but also pay it forward into the communities organizations have this phenomenal potential to really have catalytic change into a community and an economy. And I think not all leaders are thinking about that when they're sitting in that role. Many yes. do, but many don't fully embrace the true potential of what is at their fingertips. Yeah, it's and there's nothing more uh, motivating or uh, supporting or, or a catalyst to help you get to the nitty gritty, if I can use that term, than by saying, okay, if you had 20 years, two decades, 10 decades, what if you only had a week? What if you only had a day and you were in front of people? Who, who, who would that be and what would you want to leave them with? There's nothing more powerful than to really hone down uh, than to kind of give you that scenario. Something that I'll often say too is uh, I call it your inner brilliance. Your purpose sits between um, or that inner brilliance sits between purpose and what you're passionate about or what you're passionate about and what peeves you off because often uh, something that you're passionate about, if someone was threatening that for a group of people or an organisation was threatening that, you could not help yourself but stand up and speak up 
for them, stand up against, you know, that whatever was trying to pull them down. And I think in between that, those two things is where you can have that voice, that you can contribute, that you can empower people, influence, impact. And when we start to see it that way, I would imagine that your clients then start to see, well, how can that trickle down through the organisation? It shapes the culture, doesn't it? Which then attracts the kind of people who also resonate uh, individually and then together um, united towards that that vision uh, and purpose for that organisation too. Do you see that happening once they get clear on that? I completely agree. What you said about the things that, you know, you really want to see but also the things that really peeve you off. We talk about um, experiences that shape you being both positive and negative and there's a lot of purpose and focus that comes from more challenging or more painful experiences. So it's it's very important that leaders, no matter what stage of the spectrum they're at, whether they're, you know, a really you know, top level executive running a big corporation, or if they're just, you know, a young entrepreneur starting out on their journey, it's really important that you pay attention and that you understand those experiences because they will play a role in shaping your purpose. Yes, yes. My purpose is shaped by that experience. Yeah, absolutely. What I was just going to say as you were sharing that, um, you know, when when you look at it through the lens of you as the leader of your business, when you then you think about your team, if you can support your team members and understanding a little bit deeper around their purpose and clarity of that, you can imagine that that really will change uh, their approach to, to various issues as well. I mean, I would imagine that you use that beautiful statement that you shared earlier about your purpose you use it almost as a lens, I would imagine, and decision making. Um, is this a, does this align with who I want to be and and how I want to show up, the legacy that I want to leave? Because quite often, I would imagine too. I know myself, but entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, leaders, we're visionaries, and there could be a hundred different things that we could do, and ninety nine of those things could be a distraction, but that one really aligns with our vision. So it really helps keep us focused towards that one thing as well. Have you found that to be true too? I think in our first 10 years of business, we definitely explored lots of options and then really came in to bring focus to what was most important. And you talked about the importance of having a company purpose or a holistic purpose, which is galvanising for everybody, but then also helping the team really identify their individual purpose. So we, we put a lot of work in with our team in terms of helping people go back to that backstory, understand what's been important to them, look to the future, think about legacy, and then being able to craft how their individual purpose fits into a bigger comp- a bigger context of a company purpose. And it's when you get those two things working together that it really unlocks ambition and drive and energy towards something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. and if I think about the you know really impressive purpose-led leaders that I've been fortunate enough to have time with or spend time with like your Jane Goodalls or you know your Ronnie Carnes or your Julie Bishops they have that clear sense of self-purpose it's a link to a bigger agenda but it's much bigger than them as a person Yes, so true. You know what's interesting, uh, what you're sharing, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Edelman, the company that does the Edelman barometer, so trust, 
what constitutes trust and what has really been coming through the survey and they do that annually is that uh, even consumers will purchase make a purchase decision to hire a company or to do business with a company that's often driven on purpose as well of the, the culture and the purpose of the company and it's so true and I remember doing a workshop once and um, someone said I would not do business with the company if they misaligned with my core values and you know, what was really important to me. So that from a sense, not only of your team, but also their, you know, consumers, key stakeholders that are associated with the business. And this beautifully segues into the next uh, area you want to talk about. And that's reality, the importance of creating the right narrative to bring your purpose and your vision to life. So we can understand what it is. It can be in our head, but then getting it out, um, so that people can understand it and resonate with that can be can be a completely different matter altogether. So what are some insights you can share here, Vanessa? Well, I think it's important to understand like the modern rules of work are changing and purpose is coming to the top of the hierarchy or it's at the top of the hierarchy. So it doesn't matter whether we're talking to VCs, investors, consumers, millennials, this is something that's here to stay. It is, it is a systemic shift that companies are saying, I, that the, our environments are saying, I want to be part of and associated with companies that stand for doing something good as well as doing well. So that, you know, pure focus on profits, I think has had its time and we're now moving to an environment where it's much more holistic which means the requirements of executives, of leaders, of entrepreneurs is now different. It, it has fundamentally changed the fabric of what is expected of a leader. So that, to me, that's the reality that we're in, which means we need new capabilities. And one of those new capabilities is the power of compelling narratives. So, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, the details on the strategy or you know, the mechanics of the P&L, yes, those things are essential to kind of make sense and logic in an organisation, but we have to be able to bring that to life through experience and through emotion. So there's more emotion required in our leadership than has ever been before. Yes. I think it's incredibly important that leaders learn how to bring a compelling narrative to life within an organisation. Yeah. And if you think about um, where the leader is in the organisation, they're influencing their team, they're influencing that really top down, isn't it? They're influencing the people that they associate with. Another interesting um, insight from the, the study, Edelman study, and I certainly recommend people go and have a look at that, was saying that when you look at different segments like the media and government um, and even not-for-profits, because of what's happened, and this is even before the last three years happened, there was almost like this sense of mistrust with those uh, institutions. And so what people were looking for were leaders of companies, CEOs and the leaders of those companies. People were looking to them to speak out and you know no longer leaving it in the hands and of uh, some of the other institutions which perhaps would drive that and it was interesting that that's what consumers not only wanted they demanded you, you know leaders of organizations stand up 
and share um, because if we're not communicating that well um, throughout however we communicate as uh, leaders of our business, then that message is not going to filter through to who could be your potential customer, um, stakeholder, team member down the track as well. When you see organisations and leaders when it comes to creating a compelling narrative, is there a lot of work to be done in that area? What are some insights you can share if people think, well, that sounds great, Vanessa, but what what do you mean compelling narrative? Where do we even start if we're not really doing this well? I think we need to start with the mindset and thinking about the psychology of the audience who you're sharing that narrative with. So are you sharing it with the market? Are you sharing it with your investors? Are you sharing it with your people? Because, for example, if you're sharing it with your people, they need to know how you're asking them to participate. They need to know what's in it for them in terms of the potential for them. Um, whereas if you're sharing it with your, your board, they want to understand how it's fitting into the future sustainability of the organisation, the broader market impact of the organisation. So audience is incredibly important. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, it's about emotion as well. So, so often we're, we're used to talking about business in a very factual, we talk about transformation and we talk about, you know, the mechanics of strategy and don't get me wrong, I love to get my head inside the, the logic and the mechanics of what actually sits behind an organisation's strategy. But we also have to be equipped and able to simplify that down and so that in a straightforward sense, someone can just understand the why and the emotion and then that should also flow out into the behaviour that exists inside a company. So the rituals and the norms and the experience that people have should all be congruent with the emotion and the logic of the narrative that you're sharing. Yes. What's really so important about what you're talking about, I mean, if you have an organisation, let's, for example, an accounting firm. I don't know why I thought about accounting firm, but just let's just go with that. So the the expertise that they're bringing to their clients and customers and so forth, they're as profit and losses and balance sheets and tax returns and all those sorts of things. But when we look a little bit deeper around what's the sense of purpose for that organisation, the emotion, the experience, what do you want people who have been to a webinar or a workshop or have even been somewhere in the vicinity where they've got to experience some of your team? And if that individual walks away thinking, I feel so inspired, I really did not even recognise that I could get so excited about where my business was, would be able to go if I work with this particular organisation. It's it's just some of that. That's kind of scratching the surface. We can start to see that when we get really clear, you might be speaking about similar things that others, you know, other, we would use the word competitors, are, uh, are sharing too. But the experience that you create, that you leave with people is driven from that vision, that voice, that which is centred on that purpose. That can really make the difference of you being an organisation that people talk about, that like to do business with, that refer to versus not, isn't it? It is. And I would like to think when we work with somebody, and again, it comes back to having a lasting impact on people where it's memorable, that it makes a difference in their life, both in a commercial way, but in a human way as well. And I think 
if I think about what I'd want people to think, I would want people to think that they've been challenged to really deeply embody uh, a sense of purpose and truly understand themselves in a way that they haven't before. I would want them to think that strategically they can think about their business in very different ways in a way that enables them to feel equipped to lean into that stretch we talked about before. And I would want them to feel that they can execute and organise themselves in a way that they have agency over how they operate. Because as a female executive who's, you know, been through, you know, being extremely type A in the kind of startups early stages to then work trying to work through having a family and being pulled between I can't work exactly like that anymore but I still want to achieve the same things and I want to be a wonderful mum at the same time and I want to still be able to keep friendships and connections. Yes. You you feel pulled in every direction. So I think helping people aim for really big things and stretch for the unreasonable at the same time that they can have that agency over how they do it is really, really important for a modern leader, whether they're female, male, um, it doesn't really matter. It's a challenge we all face because life is so busy and complex these days. Yes. There's something in that that I want to spend a little bit of time on uh, because I think we often miss this and when we don't recognise this, this can be one of the reasons why uh, we can be sitting with our children yet feel we really should be doing some, you know, work here. This is the time that we be doing this. And then we're at, when we're at work, we can be sitting thinking, I really need to be spending time with uh, my children. So similar to what you're just talking about. So what works for someone else and, and the way in which they approach work can be very different to you because you've got the different set of values and just style approach that you like to, to work in. And so I think what's really important is not only having that clear sense of what purpose is for you, but just how you individually show up, having this incredible sense of self-awareness, what makes you tick? Because, uh, you know, if I look at the way that I like to do work, I've come up with a term, I don't know if anyone else uses this, but we often hear about how procrastination is something that's really bad. But for me, I have an intentional procrastination because I know that when I give myself the space to what I think is just doing little bits and pieces, my mind is actually still working there's still things getting sorted out so that when I then come back to do work I'm far more focused and I need that kind of time commitment let's see how much I can do in 30 minutes kind of thing that works best for me maybe not for someone else but that's something that I have understood because I've got the self-awareness would you is that something that's been paramount for you as well understanding how do I tick how do I work best and how can I leverage that in personal life and in my professional life as well. Absolutely. That is something that I've gone very deep on over the years and and facing into, you know, the good things and the more challenging aspects as well. I mean, your example is a great one because you're showing where you best ideate. You just described if I give myself the space, that's how I ideate and come up with great ideas and also being a bit more pressure prompted that then helps me have a spark of energy. And I'm a lot like that too. I'm someone who needs a space to think. So I organise my week in that way that I give myself some headspace. And then I'm very productive when, I, when I'm when i focused. Um, 
I'm someone who puts a lot of pressure on myself, so I also know how to work that well. I didn't know how to do that so well in the earlier years, but I think that, you know, really being honest about what makes you tick, I think you have to get to your why. Why am I like that? Why do I push myself so hard? You know, and and there's things that you have to question. Is it still useful to use those types of tools on yourself? So if I think about the early days, I did, you know, because I was very young, 27 years old, there wasn't many people like me. So I'd go in and I'd be like, okay, I'm expecting the question, how old are you? And I used to get it most times. I'd go into an executive meeting or a senior, senior leadership team. I'd expect the question and I would just put this pressure on, well, I have to show up like I'm 10 years older and I won't communicate about my age or anything like that. Now, now I look back on that and I say, it's probably not a healthy kind of pressure. So I think there's, you know, with the self-awareness, it changes over time as well and it needs to be right for that particular time. Yeah, so true. And it's, it's, is, is this, whatever's happening empowering driving me forward or is it it because of and we can feel it in our gut can't we there's something that's just not right and uh for me i've that i love that procrastination piece or give myself if i look at my calendar and i've got some free time in there just to create or whatever i mean to me it just i just love that um so you know how to um yeah model the the week and and what you need to do there but something that you were talking about you know the stretch and i think this has Uh, come through in the entire conversation around that sense of purpose and around why. It definitely has to be around why. No matter what happens, even if you are exhausted or that you know you you felt feel like you've taken two steps back um, consistently. When you have that clear sense of purpose and it's connected to your why, you still get up and continue because it's who you are, you know. It's something that you continue to work for. So, And you can imagine that if someone is not connected to that why and something happens, it's quite easy to go, you know what, I'm just going to walk away, I'm done with this because there's not that spark there. And I think when you do have that clarity around that, it just drives you forward. It's just one of those things. It's like there's no way, okay, this didn't work, it didn't have the results, let's take the learnings from that, I'm going to go again. There's almost this uh, tenacity to go, I have that vision, I know it's possible, just need to find the right way, the steps to get me there. Your vision, your why, your purpose drives you towards that, doesn't you? Doesn't it? You found they that? do, they do. And if I think about the market at the moment, I do worry about, some of the things we're seeing around the quiet quitting and things like that. And I wonder if it's a symptom of where we've been for a couple of years and that people haven't necessarily, there's been a lot of efficiency in the way that people have worked over the last couple of years. And I wonder if there's an opportunity right now to double down and reconnect on that sense of purpose and that sense of longevity of what you're here to do and what you're here to have an impact on so that we can build a little bit more resilience into our teams and our organisations and our communities as well. Yes, I agree with that. I think, you know, um, sometimes something will happen, a situation, a circumstance, and it's a little bit like that legacy exercise that you did a a lot of people thinking if this 
if, if there's a finite time frame or if something just happened, am I really in a role or in an organisation? Is this it? Is is there something that could be different? Could I be doing it differently? I think the, the way in which you approach it may be a little bit differently, but still that purpose, that would change because that would not change. I mean, as you said, you show up with your sense of purpose, whether it be professionally or personally. And it's, I mean, my, I can boil it down to just a couple of sentences. My sense of purpose is to inspire hope and possibility. That's it, to inspire hope. I cannot stand it. And one of the reasons I started my very first po- podcast, it was a co-hosted one back in 2008, was when the global financial crisis hit and we consistently heard doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom across all platforms. And a colleague and I thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah, things are t- uh, uh, tighter but we just need to change our our approach and job search so we thought you know we needed to be the voice of hope and inspiration sadly media mainstream media hasn't changed much that's my my passion you know my stand for stop listening to the rubbish don't be limited by other people what they're speaking over you doesn't change similarly you know when with individuals and i'm sharing that because you know if someone is listening and um, has heard what you have to say, which I've, I've just loved all of our conversation today. There is something, if you're not that clear, go a bit deeper. Uh, go back and listen to what Vanessa has said because it's right there. And no matter what situation that you're in, personally, professionally, your purpose and your why will show up for you. It just will because it's who you are. I think that every step, every step, every situation that you've been through, even the struggles have shaped the character of where you will bring that voice. You will be that person um, to bring that change and transformation in whatever area that you choose to do that. But how you show up and that why will consistently be there no matter what. Yes. And what you just shared, Anne-Marie, was a beautiful example of where you've taken your personal purpose and you've linked that to an environment and what you want to be known for doing differently in an environment, differentiated, um, in terms of taking purpose to an environment where there's a lot of stories of collapse and saying, no, I want to have a new narrative and I want our our narrative to be about renewal or hope, as you said. And so I think that's a beautiful example of how a lived purpose kind of fits inside value in a marketplace as well. Yeah, and it's often, isn't it, um, one of the articles that I've just recently written and I call this, you know, coming up with your unique and uncopyable narrative. I call it, um, you know, what makes you the choice versus just a choice. Uh, What are the accidental successes that you've had that often come back from failure. I started Women in Leadership podcast. I haven't shared this too much. I have started to share a little bit more in recent years. Uh, I started that after my world, what I call my world worst business failure ever. It really knocked me for six. And I thought, I'm going to surround myself with incredible women. I'm burnt out. I can't create, but I can ask good questions and I'm going to learn what they did. And, you know, the, the, the rest is history. Often when we Uh, take a step back, we're able to see some golden nuggets, I call these milestones and markers that can become the very things that you are able to impart for others, you know, I think. And uh, they often will come on the back of failure as long as if we rise above that and look for the opportunities. What can we learn from that? We, everyone fails. Everyone fails. As entrepreneurs, often more than not, because we're always coming up with new ideas. It's just what we love to do. But don't let 
the failures um, keep us uh, from a destiny that we are shaped and positioned to achieve because of a, a narrative that's holding us back or a narrative that's not ours but that continuously bombards being bombarded um don't listen to that you know i think that's important yeah vanessa what would be one uh, one last thing that you want to share when it comes to your purpose having the reality of the right uh, narrative and uh, ensuring that you have the courage to continue to drive towards your purpose with uh, that that stretch what would be one last insight you'd like to leave with people today well, I've talked a lot about purpose, so maybe the lasting thought I would leave is just about the stretch. I think a lot of people reconcile the level of stress, stretch or pull back from what they think is, you know, an unreasonable level of stretch. And I think our, our minds and our actions are so much more capable than we sometimes give them credit for being. So I think the things that really enable a stretch if you think about the conditions to put around you to be able to push for that ultimate level of stretch is advocates and agency and a clear sense of purpose so if you get those kind of conditions around you you know the supporters or the advocates and you can do it on your terms in the way that you need to do it then and with that clear sense of purpose you are more likely to be able to step into those you know, big thorny challenges that get put in front of you and stay the course with them because a lot of people step into them but don't stay the course. Yes. Staying the course, I think, is so important. Uh, I've had numerous conversations, even one earlier today when we did another recording, and it took someone multiple years to get to the stage where their offering was you know, at a level where they really could start to generate some serious, significant, you know, impact and also income for their business. How often we look at things that went wrong and the bottlenecks and so forth to um, get us off track, but it's that consistency. And each time we refine it even further, we refine it even further to the point that all of a sudden it just really aligns. Right place, right person, right organisation, the right time. And uh, I think uh, what better way than uh, to be able to, to have that clear sense of purpose and leaving the legacy, which you would have then have gotten clarity on. How can people find out more about the work that you do, Vanessa? Share about some of the contact details uh, and all of that. If someone's been listening today and thinking, I'd love to connect with you. Yeah, they can um, connect through our website, um, maximus.com.au. Um, reach out to the team. Our, our team's more than happy to have a conversation or, yeah, you can personally reach out to me. But, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to support and help however we can. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and having a chat today. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It was really lovely to spend some time with you. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why? 
I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.